You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris. We're proud to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio, a weekly program on 3CR, about cycling, bicycles, urban mobility, uh, micro-mobility, getting around without a combustion engine and advocacy issues. And uh, on today's show, we've spoken a lot about critical mass on uh, Yarrabug Radio over the years. And well, today we're taking you on an audio journey of what happened last Friday, the 23rd of February, uh, with critical mass going to Footscray and the issues that uh, that ride was involved with, and still is, obviously, and that was organised by Bike West, the Joseph Road Precinct Action Group and the residents out there, and there was a whole bunch of people involved, including snuff puppets and politicians and the like. And before I get into uh, the audio for this, I must give full credit to Frieger Clough Good for... Uh, sending me heaps and heaps and heaps of content for today's show. So thank you so much. So I've been uh, sitting sitting down for a couple of hours putting this together. So without further ado, we're just going to get into listening to what happens when you ride out to the west of Melbourne, Naram. I really need to get up and get on my bike. I've been working hard today and there's really nothing like a bike ride. And particularly a bike ride with a whole lot of other people is such good fun. And it's making a very good point as well, you know, like we need more um, facilities for bike riders because that helps everybody, you know, fewer cars on the road. They should treasure bike riders. All the options are either very complicated or very dangerous. The West is a growing area of Melbourne and just need more advocacy in creating just better connections from the West to the city. How come you're here at Critical Mass? I also live in the West and I commute um, by bike to my work in Parkville in the city. 
even though there's some good bike lanes, most of it's not great. And then there's the missing Franco Cozzo link, which is where you're competing with trucks. It's really dangerous and scary, and there's not even a footpath to go on, even if that was legal. So we definitely need better infrastructure, safer infrastructure in the rest. We're here in front of the State Library. Can you tell me why you're attending Critical Mass Footscray edition today? I kind of want to see better cycling infrastructure throughout Melbourne. I want it to be safe and I want people of all ages, especially kids, to be able to ride and feel confident and to ride to school, not have to drop kids off in the car, to be able to ride to work, to be able to ride to the shops. I want it to be safe and not have, not get hassled and not feel like you have to be have to make a superhuman effort just to get on your bike to ride somewhere. I want it to be normalised as something that everybody does. And to do that, we need better bike lanes and separated from traffic. Well, I saw a flyer on a lamppost. And I thought anything that can draw attention to bicycling, because it was a lamppost right at the corner of Dudley and Fitzroy Road. And that is one of the worst intersections I've ever seen. And I kind of thought, you know, Melbourne has some of the most beautiful bike paths in the world, but none of them are connected. You always have to cross hell to get, uh, so I don't know, something like that. I love that. Just want to be safe, want to ride your bike, not cross hell to get there. Uh, I'm here today because the best way to reduce traffic is to give more space for bikes. And I think that's something we all want. So why don't we do it? Love that. To sink to the point, get these cars off the road. <laughs> hey, why are you at critical mass? I ride everywhere. I'd like to be safer. And I know a lot of people who like to ride and don't because it's not safe enough. So we need better streets. I always come to critical mass, been coming to critical mass for many years. But I live in the Joseph Street precinct and um, it's a battle every day just to survive on the roads. Cycling shouldn't be a contact sport, should be a place where everybody should be able to cycle freely, happily. You build it and people will come, more people cycle. It's common sense really. What's the worst thing that's happened to you while cycling in Melbourne's West? Oh, I've been hit by cars, you know, been abused, had stuff thrown at me. But I've also had a lot of beautiful things, so that sort of counteracts that. I get to see lots of creatures and animals you wouldn't get to see yeah. if you're um, in a car. I get to see say hi to lots of people. Um, it's a beautiful way to start the day or end your day. It's just a wonderful thing. Cycling is its own reward, you know. So why are you attending Critical Mass today? Uh, because we need to be more visible and we need to ride together to show people who don't ride that it's actually fun and, it's, and we really love it and it's a really important way of improving our carbon emissions. So I ride so that other people can see ordinary people like me that it's okay to ride. Alright, why are you here today? Just here to basically advocate for safe bike lanes in Melbourne. I feel like it's really lacking the infrastructure in the city, particularly in the West. Um, but overall, I think we're just so far behind. You know, we really need to sort of pick up our game. And you know, if this is what needs to be done to help that move along, then you know. I'm here to ride my bike with everybody else because streets are dangerous, roads are dangerous, and bikes are important. And they take people off the roads, which is less better for everybody. So yeah. Critical mass so that we get a shared pathway outside Franco Cotso. Yes! So how come you're at critical mass today? 
Uh, I joined Critical Mass because I biking is my favorite hobby and I'm surprised about Belmont because it's plenty of good infrastructure for bicycle lanes. So we can continue improving that because in some critical points like the city we have to struggle with with some issues about the state of the bike lanes. Yeah, we love cool people and hard people, and also fix the Bangkok Council, for God's fix sake. The fix the link! Fix the link! We need the goddamn link. Thank you. 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 should prioritize cycling and public transport than cars and I think yeah that's the future that we need. Hey why have you attended critical mass today? To get safe bike infrastructure so that I can ride safely. With this little one. With him and without him. Yay. Well I live in the west and I ride my bike most places and I want better bike infrastructure. Public transport's great. What's not great is that unless you've got a radio with you, you can't listen to a 3CR when you're on it. Until now. The Community Radio Plus app lets you listen to us wherever you are. Get on board and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. Thank you all so, so much. First speaker who is going to deliver us some amazing news that came in while we are on the ride is Samantha Meredith. If you're around, put your hand up, come to the front, please. We're going up here, are we? Woo! I've got Frank coming up with me as well. Oh, 
primary school kids, so this is a little bit of a different crowd than what I'm used to. But um, I think we'd like to say thank you very much for coming here. Thank you for showing your support for, for um, Joseph Road Precinct residents, for the Joseph Road Precinct Action Group as well. So we're here because of a shared concern for safety and the well-being of pedestrians and cyclists in our community. The works in the Joseph Road Precinct are delayed by years and years. And as we wait, everything becomes more increasingly unsafe and the roads become increasingly busier. The safety concerns in the Joseph Road Precinct and the surrounding roads directly impact the lives of hundreds and in the future thousands. Left unaddressed, they have the potential to affect even more individuals in the future. If things don't change, further lives will be lost. What we see and live is neglect and unsafe conditions. Residents of the precinct face a plethora of road hazards on a daily basis, as do those who pass through the Hopkins Road area by bike. There are no disability parking spaces. Some buildings don't have disability access at all. Some areas have no paths, forcing residents to walk along the road and face hazardous conditions. As well as the really bad pathways and really crappy roads, we've also got an abundance of unsafe objects scattered throughout the precinct. There's crushed glass, and sharp metal rusted objects on the roadside edges, bricks, broken up concrete, plastic, metal pipes, holes, everything. Some areas have no lighting, which means that the areas which are already really unsafe are made even more unsafe. So you're walking along these really bad edges in pitch black. You could say it has an apocalyptic aesthetic. <laughs> the roads within the precinct have no line markings, no calming measures, no signals, no speed control, no visual clarity, no safety for pedestrians and cyclists alike. We've been fighting for safety for our precinct, safety for the roads you all ride on. We're no longer an industrial area, we're a residential area. In November last year, Frances Jayanne Ramirez was tragically killed as she was hit by two cars crossing the road Hopkins Street at Hallenstein Street. She was an international student from the Philippines, just 22 years old, on her way home. She'd only just put up a Christmas tree with her housemate. Hopkins Street is too fast. The absence of safe crossings, pathways and bicycle paths poses a tangible risk to pedestrians and cyclists navigating our roads and streets. We have unsafe road conditions and insufficient infrastructure for both pedestrians and cyclists. Immediate action is imperative to prevent further incidents or God forbid fatalities and to provide a safer community for the current and future residents. We demand these essential infrastructure improvements to the precinct, Hopkins Street and Whitehall Road. We demand safe speed on our roads. So amongst all that doom and gloom, we've got some good news. At 4.30 today, we received an email from Patrick Jess, Director of Infrastructure Services for Maribyrnong Council. He wrote to us to tell us that the council and Vic Roads have reached an in-principle agreement 
to reduce the speed limit of Hopkins Street from Franco Cotso through to the bridge to 40. This just goes to show what happens when people get together, work together and demand better streets for all. Thanks for listening to us. You're listening to 855 AM. Someone who probably doesn't need to stand up on the chair. David Edershank, Upper House Member for the Western Suburbs. Please give him a round of applause. Lovely to be with you. I'm David Edershank, Western Metro Region. I'm one of the two uh, Upper House Members from Legalised Cannabis Victoria. That's what I accidentally got elected uh, 12 months ago. I guess I'm here partly in that role and I guess also, uh, I guess the last 25 years I've been very active in my community, in the Kensington community, where I think we fought just about everyone. We fought state government, we fought developers, CityLink, we fought three campaigns against the East West Tunnel. And I guess one of the things we've learned from that is that half of success in a campaign is turning up. Yeah! Yeah! In any campaign, it's about our ability to roll out our people, to build those crowds, and to demonstrate the, the strength of opposition, or the, in this case, the very reasonable demands that people have got. In the West, we've got a few really beautiful bike paths here. I mean, there are some really delightful, but it kind of sticks in my craw that we hear a lot of our politicians lecturing us about their commitment to climate change, their commitment to more environmentally sound approaches, and then they expect you to commute into town or wherever on paths that, if you'll pardon the technical expression, are a shit show. Do the right thing, you'll just have to slightly risk your life. So I guess what we say, and what we say through actions like this, is that there is a strength in unity. We can bring people together to campaign, to build, and this is one step that way. The other thing that I think is really beautiful about today is that in building campaigns, it's about not only knowing who your enemy is, but finding more friends. And when we see see the Joseph's Rose people linked up with Mike West, that's a really practical and beautiful example of collaboration, cooperation, and all fighting for the same thing. So to all of you that have pedaled so hard and probably just recovering, I'm going to get out of your way. Thank you so much, and we look forward to working with you. Bear in mind that people like Tim and myself, uh, we're really privileged in being in Parliament. We've got access to resources got access to politicians, we've got access to do things. So don't be afraid to reach out, don't be afraid to ask for help, don't be afraid to just be part of the process because they're all in this together. Thank you very much David. These rides over the last year and a bit really couldn't have happened without the support of XR. They are a bunch... Wait, who's XR? Extinction Rebellion. Thank you. They are a bunch of the best eggs that you could ever come across. They do tireless, thankless work. 
They get smashed on the media week in, week, week out, but they are fighting for the one and only planet we have. Thank you. Kim, can you just come up and say a few words? Hi, uh, my name is Kim and I'm a member of XR. For those who don't know, XR is an international decentralized organization focusing on NVDA, which is Nonviolent Direct Action, to compel action on the climate and ecological emergency. We have local groups all around Victoria and elsewhere, and one of the things we've been doing is assisting critical mass. A brief description, uh, most of us in XR have signed petitions, written to our MPs, attended marches, made lifestyle changes, but we know it isn't enough. We've had scientific consensus on global warming for decades, but the government is still in denial. We have three demands. The first is tell the truth, and if you indulge me, I'll, uh, I have a few examples I'd like to give now. Uh, so the Australian government runs a website called greenvehicleguide.com.au. It doesn't mention bicycles. For some reason, the focus seems to be EVs. The ALP has stated it wants to get 3.8 million EVs on the road by 2030. One of Australia's most popular EVs, the Tesla Model 3, weighs 1847 kilograms, about as much as 100 bicycles. A 2017 study by WF estimated that 1.5 million metric tons of tyre particles enter the US environment every year. Further, it calculated that tyre particles account for 5-10% to 10 of ocean plastic pollution. This will only increase as vehicles become heavier, much of the weight of an EV comes from a battery. The massive deployment of batteries is challenging to say the least. The Union of Concerned Scientists found that battery recycling capacity is at 10% today. But this won't scale, and the same study predicts that there will be recycling capacity for about 1% of expected EV sales by the early 2030s. All of this greenwashing has consequences for how we prioritise the future of transport. Sustainable Victoria states that their purpose is to transition Victoria into a circular, climate-resilient economy. Transport currently represents 18% of Australia's total emissions, and despite this, there is no mention of transport on the front page of that website. If we look at the trends, emissions from transport in Australia have increased 17% since the year 2000. By comparison, in the USA, they have managed to decrease theirs by 8%, the UK by 25% over that same time period. More than 50% of cars sold in Australia are SUVs, and this number has doubled in the last decade. It's a question of priorities. The Victorian government is currently spending $10 billion on the Westgate Tunnel Project, a single project. We just went through it. Victoria's entire bicycle budget for 2015-16 financial year was 17.3 million. I believe it's gone down since then. Bicycles are simply not taken seriously by governments all over Australia, despite their potential for the transportation of transport and massive reduction of resources. And this brings me to XR's second demand, act now. Australia must act now to halt biodiversity loss and reduce greenhouse gas emissions to net zero, not by 2050, for transport, bicycles are one of the most effective means we have of doing this. Rapid sweeping changes to transport infrastructure must be a massive priority for us all. XR has a third demand, the creation of citizens' assemblies. Think of this as a jury, as jury duty for politics. A randomly selected group of people would come together to discuss and make policy decisions guided by a group of experts. We have seen that politics as usual has completely failed to address the issues of climate change and ecological collapse. Continuously changing, randomly selected groups are much harder to corrupt. If any of this resonates for you, and you'd like to know more, please come and speak to myself or anyone else from XR. And our current campaign is the Rebel for Life campaign, which will be from the 13th to the 16th of March, just coming up. If you would like to continue being disruptive, and more disruptive, to, more disruptive even, and, and fighting for the good fight, then um, please come and join us. And I would recommend that you come along, especially on the Saturday, the 16th, where we hope to get a large gathering in the city.
Brunswick Music Festival presents Sydney Road Street Party, Sunday, March the 3rd from 12pm. Over 90 artists performing on one massive day. Catch Bench Press, Billiam and the Split Bills, Bumpy, Charlie Needs Braces, Chick Chicka, Merpire, Michael Beach, Al Carlson, Pauper Spit, Teether and Kuya Neal, Yorinda and heaps more. Plus, markets, community stalls and parties happening all along Sydney Road. More info at brunswickmusicfestival.com.au Brunswick Music Festival is a 3CR supporter. And you're indeed listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio at 3CR. Now it's going into the final part of the uh, audio that uh, Freya got to us and uh, duly edited down. And uh, we'll have Dr. Tim Reid and Bernadette Thomas. And they were speaking at the conclusion of Critical Mass when they went to Footscray last Friday, the 23rd of February. Thank you everybody for pedalling, walking, scootering here. I've been in Parliament for five years and I've been trying to work it out. Why is it? So I've been fighting for a separated bike lane on Sydney Road for all of that time. I've, I've done... Hold up, we haven't got it yet. Thanks for fighting. I've done all the things. I've met with three transport ministers, road ministers, written letters, done speeches in Parliament, done speeches outside Parliament, I've done all the polite stuff through normal channels. How's that working out? It's not looking very good. I think Plan A isn't working. The lesson I've learned from my five years in Parliament on a range of issues, not just this one, is don't be polite, be the squeaky wheel, be the loudest person, cause the indigestion. Cause trouble. Make them upset. Get kicked out. And it was driven home to me last night. I was pedalling out of Parliament and one of the MPs was walking to his car. I can't remember which of the L parties he was from. He looked at me with surprise and that, that look of shock. You've all seen this. You've seen this look of slight shock on the face of friends who never ride a bike drive everywhere and they see that you ride and and that they're registering oh my god riding in traffic and he said ride safe and you've heard that expression that expression that says it's on you to ride safe and it's like safe sex advice right you know i always wear a condom but no by ride safe he meant you know don't get run over and I said, well, it would be easier if we had what we want. And what is it that we want? Safe streets! And when do we want it? Now! And how are we going to get it? Ride for it! Ride for it and be noisy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. You heard him. Do not oil your chains. Be a squeaky. All right, last up, we have Bernadette Thomas. Uh, you may know her. She's a council of the Merinong, but she's here speaking on her own behalf today got to get the disclaimer out first. Thank you. Thanks everybody for coming along. It's really great to see so many people riding again to the west and it's not quite as hot as it was last year. We've turned the the, uh, weather dial down. So just give us a whoop and a hands up if you are actually from the west. All right. 
That is fantastic. Thanks, everybody. I just wanted to kind of, I guess, follow up on what Tim said. I just wanted to mention two things. How we talk about ourselves and how others talk about us. We're either pedestrians or we're cyclists. We're not people who walk and we're not people who ride bikes. And we've got to start, we've got to take back that language and we've got to start putting the, pe the people into the walking and the people into the bike riding. So please, could everybody stop calling yourself a cyclist? I don't call myself a bike rider anymore. I call myself a person who rides a bike because unless the rest of the world sees us as people, they will continue to put that onus back on us to, to make our streets safe and to ride safe. But actually, we, we need them to see us first as people, and then we need them to just slow down and back off and um, you know take a little bit more care around us. And the other thing I just wanted to say was, we need to build that social license to ride. We don't have it yet in Maribyrnong. Anyone who rides in Maribyrnong experiences that daily. There is no social license to ride. We are seen as a nuisance on the road. That's my daggy bike right there. It's probably the daggiest bike here. Um, but I ride it everywhere. It's my main um, form, thank you. It's my main form of transport. Um, and even riding, you know, 1.3 k's from my home to the shops, I am abused every single time. And I was on Somerville Road in the bike lane. I got to Williamstown and Somerville Road and I was in the, you know, the square that's got the bike in it and then the guy gets on the two because he wants to turn left. And normally I would kind of turn around and say X, Y, Z, but last week I thought, actually, you know what? It's your, you need to hold the anger. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm where I should be. So please, ride more often, ride with your buddies and ride in the lane. Take the lane, take the road. It's your legal right. And thank you to everyone who put together Critical Mass Footscray last Friday. I'll put everything into the podcast description. We'll go to 3cr.org.au to get uh, the podcast or iTunes or your podcast client of choice. And not forgetting that uh, 3CR is kept on air by subscriptions and donations. So February is our subscriber drive. So please, if you haven't, subscribe or donate to 3CR. Uh, up next is Shebop followed by Black Block and enjoy your day. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.